Suffocating stops and healing begins. I'm your girl Del Rose, the gentle fire, and I'm so excited to be here with you. We have so much in store for you in this episode. Those who will listen to our last episode, I am so grateful for our listeners. I'm so grateful for you guys who took the time to listen. I know it was a very triggering topic, but I'm really grateful for those who did listen and for those of you who are wondering what i'm talking about last week we spoke about suicide in the church and how can we deal with persons who actually are suicidal and we even spoke about christians who had committed suicide pastors at that so if you haven't listened to that one please go ahead and listen it and share it with somebody who you know may be suicidal or somebody you may know who has somebody who's going through this kind of struggle at this time but this week this week this week we're starting a new series called convicted and running i'm so excited to start this series because it means so much to me especially when i see young persons really launching out and you know walking in purpose so that's what this series is going to be about we're going to talk with different young persons from all over the globe all over the world all over different churches who have seriously decided to walk in faith and take the leap of faith to walk in purpose and to live on purpose right so it's called convicted and running because they're going to share their story of how they actually reach the point where they're surrendering everything to him because we know the bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 6 12 verses 1 that young man, um, remember your creators in the days of your youth, when the evil days have not drawn nigh, when you say that you have no pleasure in these things. So that's what this year is based on, serving now. So yeah, this week we have a beautiful guest, so stay tuned for that. If you're still here, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, our first guest for this new series is from our family here at Exhale Podcast. She's a vibrant 22-year-old who lives in the beautiful parish of St. Anne, Jamaica. Yes, I'm biased because I'm from there too. Her roles in church spans various ministries, including dancing, leading worship, counseling, and preaching. Outside her church responsibilities, she enjoys writing poetry, spending time with her friends, a good beach trip. Her favorite fast food is pizza, and she all, she's also a lover of all things sweets. So if you want to get to her heart, buy her candy or chocolate, anything that will give her a cavity. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Um, she would tell you that the journey for her has not always been easy, but it's been worthwhile. Please help me welcome no other than Miss Tanya Linton. My co-host here at Excel <laughs> Podcast. Tanya, what? Medea girl, what? So, you're our first guest for this new series. I'm honored. I'm really honored. Thank you so much for having me. 
<laughs> See guys, she puts on her guest voice. This is not her <laughs> this is not her host voice. But I mean, I'm so privileged to know you and I th- you were the first person that came to mind for this. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, why would we go outside when we have somebody here who who has a great story to tell? So Tanya, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, I think you actually captured most of it. I mean, you know me very well, so you know that I love candy, guys. I love candy, right? And apart from pizza, I also love burger, right? So it's no onion and an extra slice of cheese with orange juice. If you ever want to buy me a burger, that is what it is. But in and apart from that, I am a saved young person who is very, 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 very committed to serving the Lord and doing the work of the Lord. And I hear that's committed. Big words. Big words. Big words. So, I mean, this week we kind of just want to oh, talk about you a little bit and your journey into <sighs> purpose. Right. So, tell us how long have you been saved and tell us the story behind how you got saved. I was going through your sister's, um, that's Jodie and McFarlane, um, story. Well, Facebook and I saw her telling us a story of how you got baptized. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit of a rebellious little girl. Not really. But tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ and how did that really transition? Okay, so um I've been saved for fifteen years. Backside of Olive that <laughs> Olive <laughs> I'm a teenager in Christ currently. Right. I've been saved for fifteen years. How I got saved, I got saved when I was seven years old. Um, my mother sent me to this VBS. It was happening in the summer and it happened at United Lifeline, Big Up on Herself, yes, in St. Anne's Bay. And um, there were some white persons, of course, it's VBS, so um, they came to, you know, help little children, color, and it, it's, it's a yearly thing. If you are any part of any church, you know that this is something that happens yearly. And I was there and this lady was talking about this man that loved me and died for me. And I was so intrigued. I was like, there's a man that died for me and she's like yes and his name is jesus and in that moment it hit home so hard and i was like i want to know this man you know i want i want to serve this man who is this man i want to know about this man i want to know more about this man and she said to me well go home talk to your parents and you know let them know that you would like to give your life to the lord and um, after that, I realized that I started going to church every Sunday because I believe that it was in that same period of time that my mother got saved, wow. right? So I was always going to church and so on. And I just felt so convicted. I just felt like I, I'm in love with this man because he died for me. Like, you love me so much that you would have gone across and die for me. And um, I told my mommy, my brother was getting baptized that said day, and I said, mommy, I want to get baptized and she was like no tanya you're too young you don't know what you're doing no and i said mommy what do you mean i don't know what i'm going to get baptized you know she told me no and i said okay fine and while she was getting ready to go to church i would normally always go to sunday school so what i did i said mommy i'm going to sunday school and i got my little bag and i put my white dress in there if you know anything about jamaican tradition we get baptized in white yeah. right i got my little white dress and i put it in my bag and i run to church because i knew that baptism was happening and basically the whole story of it is by the time i came out of the water mommy was walking into the church so while i was getting out of the water after they baptized me mommy was walking through the front door and she was pissed <laughs> she was so upset she went to my past and she was like 
hey, why am I baptized? She didn't know what she had. And my pastor was like, no, she decided to give her life to the Lord. Is this something that she wants to do? And my mommy said, yes. And Rev said, let her do it. You know, this is something that she wants to do. Let her do it. And I have been saved since that time. Wow. From seven. My God. Talk about a young girl who was convicted. Talk about a young lady who knew exactly what the love of God could do. And I mean, in Jamaican culture, we think children don't understand um, anything about becoming a Christian at that tender age. That's right. But I mean, and I'm not trying to go biblical, but I think a lot of parents and other guardians are acting like disciples Mm. at the time. And if you know the biblical story of how the disciples were around Jesus and some children wanted to, to get like, to know him. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Jesus was like, no, suffer them to come unto me. Yeah. Understand? And because of that, I think it's so significant when children come to know Christ, even at that age. Because, you know, they're, they're activating that part of themselves yeah. from a tender age. And I think, I think that, that spans your life. Yeah. And basically, yeah. it's why you became the way that you are now. That spans your life. And I think that's so beautiful at seven. I mean, I got saved when I was in grade five. So I think I was what? Mm, you were probably like 10, 10, 11. 11, 10, but 11. That's for a different day. But right. you were convicted. And I think that's so beautiful. Because sometimes persons get saved because they're scared of dying and going to hell. But right. you were convicted because of the love of Jesus. Right. And that is so beautiful. But I mean, I know the road hasn't always been... Not at all. As easy as people make it look. Not at all. <clears throat> and we know this. But if you know it has been rough, when did you realize that there was something special about you? Um, I I think it was one Sunday in church because I got filled when I was I got saved when I was seven and I got filled at age nine. And um I just always felt like I had something to give to people there was a part of me that needed to be given to others you know so if you are from lifeline if you've been to lifeline you've known that from that little age i was always one of those little girls who would always be laying hands on other people praying for other people you know speaking in tongues running up and down all over the church and bugger things you know so from from that time i knew that there was a part of me that god had given something to me to give to others wow Wow, can you imagine your little daughter running around down, you know, speaking in tongue and laying hands on big people? Because I know these weren't just children. No, 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 big people, everybody, everybody, the Lord tell me for touch, but just go ahead and lay hands. So, so you got saved at seven and then you got filled at nine. nine. Yes. Can you walk us through that process of how you actually got filled? And it, and people say field here in Jamaica for those who are international listeners. It basically means that you're, you are now, um, the Holy Spirit is a part of you. Right. He's in you. Right. Right. So that's what it means. And if you need more clearance on that, you can read Acts 2. It, it basically tells you exactly what we're, we're describing at this point. But run us through, you know, that say, that field with the Spirit of God, Holy Ghost kind of moment, if you can remember. 
I can remember very vividly actually um, it was it wasn't one of those one minute um, experiences that other people would have like the Holy Spirit just sits upon them and they start it wasn't like that for me it took some time actually it took a year for me to get filled how it started is that I would start but I would be speaking in tongues but there would be no sound coming out of my mouth so I'd be like bah, 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 bah. you know so there would be nothing coming out of my mouth and um, I remember some prayer warriors saying that um, the enemy is trying to shut me up. So whenever I, I started to speak in tongues, I felt like my breath was leaving my body, right? And it took a, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of times. So every time I got to church, it would happen and they would come around me and pray and pray and pray. And eventually one day, it just came out like, like music, music music so that that is how that that experience went for me it took a whole year though it was it was a rough experience at one point i was like probably i'm there's a demon inside of me i do i don't know i got so frustrated but i knew it it took some time it wasn't a one shot wow wow that's beautiful and when did you well you you just said you were actually filled but you but here in jamaica well here in jamaica the sign that you're filled is you speaking in tongues right so even though you were filled and you know you heard the word in my head and but the words weren't just coming out of your mouth when was that exact exact moment when you know say your audio the audio just burst through to be honest i i cannot i cannot even explain that moment to you it was such a supernatural moment i remember um there was a visitor that came to our church and they were standing around me and praying and she was prophesying to me you know telling me that um god is going to do big things with me and whatever and i remember just standing there and feeling the presence of god sitting on me like i felt like it was fire burning in my stomach and i opened my mouth and it just came out i i cannot tell you how i cannot tell you where i was just that was it that was it wow that is so beautiful though tanya like i just like having these conversations with young persons uh, i'm a young person too but i just think i enjoy having these conversations because it's just inspiring because in this world you have a lot of christians or young persons saying no serve god because it's boring and yeah. they don't want to come into christendom because they don't have like other young persons who to, 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 to tell them that it's going to be all right person that you can lean on and i think this will help somebody say hey it, it, you don't have to you be, can, can be convicted but you don't have to run but you know we did run still so <laughs> that is exactly where i want to go oh my god so now you tell us how you got feel. You tell us how, you know, you found out like, there's something special about you and people are probably saying their life after one thing, after another thing. But you just said you were running. I was, yes. Walk us through why, when. But start with the why. Why were you running? At, at what age did you feel like I, I... I hear everybody prophesying all kind of things over my life, but... First of all, <coughs> do you know how young I am? And two, I don't think I'm ready to do all of this. Explain to our listeners, you know, the thought process when you said you were running. What was really going through your mind? Um, at the time, I, I was two years out of high school and um, I felt like God was sending me to Bible school. I mean, I knew that I was called and I was doing a lot of things in church as that was what I've said before. I was on the praise team. I was in the media room. I was in the dance group. I was everywhere and anywhere that you could find me, and that is true. However, like the call to full-time ministry, when it when it came to me, I was like, God, 
I cannot do this. One, I'm young. Two, I'm a female. And three, I don't think I'm even worthy to be standing on a pulpit. I, I don't have the voice. I'm not, I'm not a Bible scholar. I can't quote scriptures off the top of my head just like that. You know, I'm not, I, I don't look like an average preacher. I don't sound like, I don't behave like I'm very calm, you know. And when I see other preachers, I'm like, I cannot, I cannot match up to that. I cannot do that, you know. And I felt so inadequate as, as a young person. I was 18 at the time and I was like, God, no. I was like, you need to call. I know I'm called, but I'm okay with just sitting in the church and leading worship and working in the media team. I don't want to be on a pulpit preaching to anybody. I cannot do it. Wow, but look at you now. You just... Wow, I, I like the honesty. I like how transparent you are about this because I think you have a lot of young persons in myself who are studying, <laughs> who are struggling. Say that again so the podcast hears you. <laughs> who are struggling with um, accepting purpose and a lot of young persons don't, don't, don't feel like they're really ready to, to full-time ministry at 18. You're fresh out of high school. You want to start a career. Things that the Bible, the church said you must do. That is exactly what I wanted to do. That's what the church tells you to do when you finish high school. And that's what society tells you to do as well. You finish high school, you're going to college, you get a degree, you get a good job, you look for a nice husband or wife, you have kids, and then... You're and dead. then... You know I mean? And then... That's, that's but not in the reverse. No. <laughs> Ministry is not the first thing that comes from 18-year-olds' mind. But it wasn't coming to your mind. It was what God wanted for you right, right. no you said something about bible school and guess guys she is a final year <laughs> bible school student <laughs> oh and i God. am extremely proud of her because of her story which is about to share with us of bible school days like share with us how you actually got to the 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 i want to call it a university but the, the college that you're now attending mm-hmm. walk us through that story because i know there's a story behind it i, I know it now but i want you guys to know right. how inspirational it is so what happened was um since i've been a child i've always said a lot of things i remember there were two instances that i remember vividly one day i was in grade six and i was coming home from school and i just i would normally talk to the lord and i'm going home mm-hmm. you know and i'd be like god I don't just want to be saved because I don't want to go to hell. I don't just want to be one of those Christians that go to church just because they don't want to go to hell. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to do things for you. Little did I know, I did not understand the prayer that I was praying. Right? And then I remember um, I was in high school at this time and I was standing and I was watching in dance practice this girl. Her name is Jenlyn Carr. Is that her name? Jacqueline Carr. Jacqueline Carr. She or was Jacqueline. One that, that was a time when she actually got big. She was prophesying all over the world. Yeah. And I was watching her at a dance practice. And I stood there and I cried. And I said, God, I want to be that kind of messenger for you. Little did I know there was the prayer that I was praying. When I left high school, I felt like I didn't want to go back to school. I felt like I just want to dedicate all of my time to church. And that's exactly what I did. So the rest of two years, I was in church. I was doing every God Almighty thing in church. Everywhere I could find me, that is where I was. I was doing everything in church. And I remember after the two years, I just felt just just the feeling. I felt the feeling that you need to go back to school now. You know, I felt God nudging me to say, yeah, I time for you. Do something with your life now, right? 
and initially i was like yes finally i want to go to um brownstone community college i'm sure you know where that is to get my associate degree in it because i love technology right so i was like i'm going to do my associate and i'm going to go to utech and i'm going to be a big shot right however the lord said no i'm sending you to bible school and when he said that to me i was like um no i'm not i'm not going to any bible school we're not no I'm going to community college and I was so adamant about it that I actually handed in my application for um, community college and I they gave me an interview date and said you're supposed to come in the 4th of August and I said all right boom awesome great but then after wrestling with God and also um, my family members nobody and you'd find this to be so funny nobody believed that I was actually called to full-time ministry. My mother didn't believe it. She got every time I brought it up to her, she got upset. Was she for five money from for sending me go Bible school? All the works, right? Nobody saw the calling of God on my life. There was only one person that saw it, and it's my sister. Her name is Venice McFarlane. Pinock, big up yourself if you're listening to this. Big up you. She was the only one. I remember I went to her crying and I said, Venice, I feel like God is calling me to full-time ministry. And she says, I see it. I see it, and you should definitely do it. Don't go to the extension, go to Bible school. And I was like, uh, no, right? And I remember one night I went to my bed and I had this dream that I was in my Brownstone College uniform and I was going to Brownstone College with a bag on my back. And there was this man, his face shined, you know, so automatically I knew it was an angel. I was, I was very, I was very conscious of the spiritual world and I, I've seen those things before. So I wasn't scared or anything. I knew exactly that it was mm-hmm. a messenger of God, you know, and he was like, um, we're going in two different directions. So he was going down the road. I was going up the road. And um, he was like, where are you going? And I laughed at him. I said, I'm going to school. And he's like, good school. And I was like, I'm going to Brownstone Community College. And he, he tilted his head like he was waiting for me to say it's a joke and I'm joking. And I was like, Tanya, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Brownstone Community College. And he shook his head and he turned me in his direction. And he said, no, you're going to Bethel Bible College. And I broke don't i started crying and i'm like but i'm not good enough and i i I can't quote the scriptures and i don't have the money and by the time i was supposed to send money he said shh you're going to bethel bible college and i woke up with such conviction del rose that as i woke up i didn't even go and print an application i went on the site and i signed up an application form with like bawling and shaking the entire time i was so convicted and i did application and i sent it in <laughs> guys believe Ooh. believe that there was over here crying <laughs> there was over here a baller <laughs> And then, I think two weeks afterwards, I got a call to tell me that my interview date was the 3rd of August. So, remember, Brownstone Community College was the 4th, and then Bethel was the 3rd. And when I went to the interview, I got accepted on the spot. They were like, listen, you're accepted. You don't need to call us. We don't need to call you to tell you if you're accepted. That is what it is. And so, I never even had to go to the interview for community college. And it's so crazy because the day when I was going to the interview, there was, I didn't have a dollar. And my mommy was like, no, you're not going to no Bible school. And I was like, mommy, just let me go to the interview. If I get accepted, then it's God. If, if, I, didn't get, if I don't get accepted, then... I'm just enough, 
right? And the night before, I had asked my, my father for $5,000 and he said he didn't have it. And I got up the rose and I cleaned my shoes. I would put on my little, my one little blue dress and my little white top and I said, God, you say I send my girl by my school? Do something about this. A man the way I got it. And the interview at 8 30, we need money. And I'm me and my mother go. There was the morning. I got up. I still not have, I not have one dollar in my name. I got up. We got ready. And then my uncle called and said, Tanya, I'm passing through Senans Bay and I have some money for you. Oh, <laughs> that was that was six o'clock in the morning, you know? Why my person? <laughs> so early. Why I got so early? <laughs> Listen, like, I mean, when I got the money, we just said, alright, and boom, we took a bus, we went to Mandeville, and the rest is history. The rest is, the rest is not really history. <laughs> the rest is not really history. But, you see, what I'm learning from this process, or what we're talking about right now, this story, is that if you trust God, he'll make a way. Yes, yes. <laughs> if God. you trust God, he will make away and it, it may not make sense to anybody else but as long as you are convicted and you know this is god is speaking mm-hmm. everybody else can can will eventually mm-hmm. believe yeah. but it's really about you first believing that this is god speaking we feel very preachy but um speaking to you about a matter yeah you will have to have your conviction before anybody else can believe even a convicted then god could have called you but when he convicts your heart, everybody else may have what they want to say about the situation. And you know, but I left out, I left out a part of the story, you know, because after that dream, after I sent in the application, I went to this this church with my mommy, and there's this prophet there, and the Holy Spirit like came down in the place like massive, and my ears started burning. That's 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 the that's the sign for me to say that God is about to speak to me. My ears start burning. Even to this day, they took on my fire ears at school. <laughs> that's what they call me. And I knelt down on my knees because I could not manage the presence of God. It was so strong. And I remember the prophet came over to me and he said, God says he's sending you to Bible school. He says he's sending you to Bethel Bible College. Del Rose, a ball, a ball, a ball, a ball, a ball, a ball. Come here, say, all right, God, yeah, me hear you. Yeah, yeah, all right, my God, do it. All right, yes. We'll just. And he told my mommy, he told my mommy as well. And my mom was like, okay. Okay. I mean, at this point, what your mom could do is just, just support you. Because. <laughs> you think you can tell all of this story in one podcast? There was, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> it's not. Oh but God. I mean, we're just giving a synopsis of the story. I mean, when she writes her book. Yeah. You guys will have Bye. the full Bye. exclusive of her story. But we just wanted to bring to light that, you know, hey, it's, it's okay. It's okay to, 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 um, to be convicted and to stay convicted and to submit to his will. But what would you say to a young girl or a young boy or even somebody who's not that young who may be listening to this and say, well, I feel the tug on my heart so strong. But there is this level of resistance and I don't know what to do because I'm convicted between, you know, um, my dreams and what God wants from me. What would you tell somebody who is at that point where they must say, listen, I know God is speaking. I may not be sure of what he's saying concerning me, but I feel I feel the, the, the urgency in my heart. But <laughs> but I don't know. 
I don't know because I'm at this place where me want go do what me want do. Mm-hmm. And though I'm saved, but I have goals that I want to accomplish in this life. Mm-hmm. And what you mean by full time ministry? What you mean by God me not me not what would you tell somebody who's in that very predicament at this point? Them that them them, them they don't know what to do. Because their family is telling them you need to finish a degree, you need to do this and do that. By societal rule, this is what you're supposed to do at this age. But then they hear God saying something else. What would you say to somebody who's literally at this point scared to take the next move? Um, you know, just just to say to the podcast, you know, that question sounds a bit personal, right? Podcast, I think, yes, I think so too. But really what I would tell somebody is that God is able to take care of you you know and that was one of my biggest fears because you know it is said that once you go into full-time ministry it's kind of a sufferation kind of business as you mean they're going to be nice when they don't have any food and whatever and of course um you might experience those things but i'm a living testimony that god will provide for you and the reason why we go about and we get degrees and we find jobs is because we do not want to suffer you know we want to make a life for our family and whatever but i can tell you that if that is what you are worried about you have nothing to worry about you know Jamaicans have a saying to say you take care of god business and god will take care of yours but really truly if you feel the calling of god on your life do not do not settle for anything less than that and we have a saying to say at bible school that the calling to ministry is the highest calling not even a doctor not even the prime minister call to ministry is the best and the highest job that anybody could ever have and i can promise you that somebody else's deliverance is sitting in your belly somebody else's breakthrough is attached to your purpose and your calling so you saying no to god is you putting somebody in a predicament to stay in a place where they are because you are not willing to accept the call of god on your life and that is something that you do not want sitting on your shoulders you know god does not call everybody but those who he calls he makes a way for so you do not need to worry about any of that stuff i understand that you might be stuck in that kind of way but if you feel the calling of god on your life answer it i promise you tanya linton is telling you i am a living testimony of god providing and making ways out of nowhere i got kicked out of bible school because i was unable to pay my school fee look here i would not tell them that we cannot tell them that part, Tanya. <laughs> we have to leave that part for the book. Leave it. Leave, leave it for the book. <laughs> leave it for the book. Oh my God. Leave it for the book, Tanya. Leave it for the book. Because <laughs> I don't want to go in it. Because it's going to bring up a whole new topic. Right. So God, I finally do what you tell me to do. But then these are the struggles. You said you provide, but this is happening, and you would call me to this. But what's going on here? We're not bringing. We're not talking about it today, Tanya. We're not talking about it today. We're not talking about it today, Tanya. People, 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 people. He will do it. But what is your final words? My question. My next question, and my final question is. If you could start all over again, 
would you still choose this path? With all the struggles and all the pain and everything, would you still choose this path and why? I would still choose it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even second guess it. Why? It's because every day I am convicted more and more that the church is where my heart is and ministry is where my heart is. Every time I'm in a church, I'm standing on a pulpit, I'm ministering to people, it gives me such fulfillment and such joy. No party, no, no going out with friends, nobody and nothing in the world could give me that level of peace and joy. So every single day, I am convicted more and more that this is where I am supposed to be. I feel like I'm living my destiny. I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. I found my purpose on earth and it is so fulfilling. And I feel like, I feel like I'm blessing others, you know. So I would, I would never change a thing. Probably I would, I would change the parts of my journey where I did not believe that God could do what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I, I got depressed and I was frustrated and I, I gave up a couple of times you know that's the only thing I would change I would I, I believe I could have had a lot more faith if I had seen the end of the road more of a whole heap of faith is me that's the only thing I would change apart from that I would choose going to Bible school in a heartbeat wow 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 I I love that I love that and that's coming from a 22 year old let's <laughs> let's make it clear <laughs> Why I'm making it so clear because this podcast is really to reach out to young persons. Right. Really. And it's okay. It's okay to serve young. And if you're not sure where, you know, your purpose is or where God is calling you to yet, I think I should let Tanya answer that question. But if you're not sure, Tanya, tell them exactly what are the signs, what do you do? If you're not sure of where God is calling you to, Tell them, how can you know? Alright, so your calling is really locked up in something that you are very passionate about, right? And we, we, I think we need to clear the air the rules about people being called to ministry because people are called to a lot of things and not all the time it is pastoring. Is it me? You can be called to probably doing an exhortation, but you are not called to lead a church, you know. So you need to make that distinction on what area of the church are you really called to? Are you called to being an usher? Do you find fulfillment in serving others? Are you called to being a media team? Do you have passions about doing um projections and, and videos and all sorts of stuff for the church? You anywhere your heart is, anything that gives you the most fulfillment, is it photography, anything at all that you find your heart doing that is exactly where you need to place yourself in a church yeah that is that is true and my next question is and i said i was closing right but this question came to mind um and i don't know if other young persons may feel this way but what about persons who are serving a capacity where god is saying that's not where i want you but the church is telling you that you can't necessarily just give up, get up and come off. But that's not where your heart is. What do you, what do, you do in a situation like that? Well, my, my first question is, who is the church to tell you that you cannot leave? I mean, if that is not where your heart is, then you will not put 100 into it. You will not do it to the best of your ability. That means you'll be shortchanging the church and be shortchanging God and shortchanging the people that you are sitting over. If you are not comfortable there, if you feel like that is not something that you want to do, leave. Leave and find what it is. Pray about it. Seek God. And you know, 
in these cases god always just doing thing in i'm only a mysterious way and before you know it them tell us oh um somebody's here to take over from you so just pray about it and ask god to lead you exactly where it is that he's calling you and if you are still struggling to find a purpose cling to people that are going somewhere people that pour into you spiritually because once you start to get more and more mature spiritually then your purpose and the calling of god on your life will be more vivid and real to you yeah well, that's beautiful yeah that's some straight facts right there coming from our young 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 person <laughs> right i have to emphasize it the young girl i have to emphasize 20 it 20 with a 2 20 with a 2 yeah. because a lot of persons think that when they reach 30 of them time they start to serve god but no god called people from them are 17 from wow them are 8 josiah Eight? <laughs> okay jeremiah. from what 17 jeremiah i think jeremiah was 13 13 see young young people young young people and they had their 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 their, their, their struggles so i don't know if it's just but jeremiah he spoke about it he said you want me too young though but you know what god said to him i will place my words in your li- yes in god. your that's mouth. a hallelujah moment right there hallelujah so there is no <laughs> there are fears but god is is greater than your fears and he's well able to take care of everything that you need to get done so my good good up good up good up yeah Yeah. (laughs) i just want to say thank you for agreeing to this interview and for just sitting on us she never did really know so i'm gonna start a series because (laughs) but i felt like persons needed to know from the inside that we're not just here talking about stuff because we can talk about stuff. We we been there, done that. We have foundation. We have we have little roots. Something gone. Something gone. <laughs> <laughs> on here. So Tanya, I wanna tell tell you thanks again for really sharing your heart with us. There are certain things we just don't want to tell you yet. Yet. But um I know there are other issues and there are other struggles that you face throughout your process. Yes, yes. And but I know that God had carried you through all of it and it's going to carry you through and i can't wait to see what god will do with you in the future if you're 22 and doing exploits already imagine when you're 30 imagine when you're 45 right girl Mm. imagine then sorry (laughs) sorry sorry. girl is having goosebumps over here guys god is good eh? I can't I can't imagine what he will do with you. So thank you again for joining us here. Thank you for joining the team at Excel. And thank girl. you for coming and talk to us about this matter. It was really a pleasure of mine and um ready for do it again any day already. You don't know. Excel podcast with thing there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you for staying tuned to the first episode of this new series called Convicted But Running here on Exhale Podcast. And I think a lot of you guys were exhaling after just hearing Tanya's story that it's okay for God to call you this young. And we can't wait to bring up 
other new other young persons who have been through something like this mm -hmm. but they're now doing exploits for the lord so it was our pleasure being here with you this week again let me say again 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 Big up on so you know me kind of want to ask Sunny, you have a tip i know she's not hosting today but if she have a tip for you know our our, our listeners we'll always leave a tip with you guys for the week or if not a tip an encouragement something that we kind of keep you through the week you know something like that so tanya what do you have for the people this week um i just have a tip really a very simple tip for those who are listening that um life can be a little hard right now so i'm just encouraging you to not give up you might feel like doing it you know you might be stressed and you feel like you want to just say oh it's whatever it is what it is but we're not we're not pushing that vibe you're almost there you're doing it you're overcoming do not give up yeah that's beautiful thank you i i was encouraged by that you know finish strong finish strong so again guys thank you for joining us and if you don't know where to find us and you're just listening to us for the first time we're on Excel Podcast. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're at Rocket Cast. Is it Rocket Cast? Yes. yes. We can find us on Apple Podcast as well. You can find us all over the place. We've been doing things. We've been doing things. We air an episode every Sunday at 6 p.m. Set on a reminder. So it's not clock. And we look forward for to grow with you guys as you're growing with us. And for those who've been here, big up on yourself. On a note on yourself. I, I, we appreciate the fact that you guys take out on the time every Sunday. And even if you want to want Sunday, they do recording the day. On a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever the time is, you took the time to listen to this podcast. We appreciate it. You encourage us to keep going because we are persons who are listening. Yeah. And special shout out to anisha from lee keith lifeline deliverance church of god you a girl i see you sometimes she would deem um send me a private message about the podcast and big up you girl you big up you that you know keep doing what you're doing and she's inspired and so on so big up you for that you encourage us in such a great way well guys i'm your girl del rose and i'm your girl tanya until next week Bye. Bye.